Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's show is called 52 Offers. You might be thinking that the number 52 relates to a deck of cards, but not in this case. On today's show, we're talking about a property that this past weekend had 96 showings and today had 52 offers. Mine was one of them. I was certain there would be multiple offers and we knew the property would sell above asking price. We did our due diligence, a thorough job of estimating the work. The house was a total mess, but salvageable. There was a gaping hole in the roof. The house had been left to fall apart. The mess on the inside had the makings of a horror film. Amidst the clutter, garbage, and debris, there were items in near-perfect condition. There had to be at least $10,000 worth of tools and equipment that could be sold on the open market. It's a sad story. The owners are sick, one is in hospital, and there's a power of attorney to oversee the sale. So the question is, how to read the market? Our offer price would be influenced heavily by what the finished product would sell for in that location. The asking price was about 45% of the after repair value. Clearly, there was a fair bit of room to do a quality job of the renovations. The structure of the house had been damaged in a few places due to the intrusion of water, but these areas were localized. The entire house would be gutted and refinished. The hot market conditions means that there were only four houses on the market in the same area of the city. Interest rates are at historic lows, and the cost of renovating the house compared with the cost of building a new house made this a compelling project. We normally don't go after flip opportunities. They're somewhat labor-intensive, and the return on investment isn't that high. But this one seemed compelling if we could get it at a fair price. When we deliver a flip property to the market, a standard of finish is always the same. We aim to deliver a new house to modern standards within reason. A 1970s vintage house would receive new doors, new hardwood flooring, a modern kitchen, new bathrooms, all new electrical switches and outlets. Given the water damage, we elected to replace the drywall all throughout the house with new material. This would get rid of the stipple ceiling. In this case, most of the infrastructure of the house was reusable. The plumbing and electrical were good, the windows were in good condition, and the furnace was relatively new. The framing of the house was in sound condition. Now, with 52 offers, there was a good chance we would not be the winning bidder. Someone's almost always willing to pay too much. That's the auction environment. And as it turns out, we did not submit the winning bid. On one level, I'm happy that we didn't win. If we did, it meant that we were probably paying too much. We offered 63000 above the asking price. We knew offers would be above asking, and that by itself wouldn't be a huge differentiator unless we offered a crazy high number. We offered to buy the property on an as-is, where-is basis. There were no conditions on the offer. That, too, would not be a differentiator. We expected the other offers to be unconditional. Our bid did contain two items that were designed to differentiate from the other bids, and that might have made the difference amongst other bids. Number one, we offered a much larger-than-expected deposit, and number two, we would allow half of the deposit to be non-refundable and flow through directly to the seller. That way, the seller would get a healthy chunk of cash upon acceptance of the offer, not when the property closes. The real estate agent would be confident that they would get paid because some amount of the deposit would be kept in trust in their trust account. Now, from the condition of the property, it's fair to assume the seller was having money troubles, among other things. An immediate infusion of cash might have been welcome. It was a strategy, but clearly not enough to make the difference in this case and turn it into a winning bid. Now, the experience of this bidding war says a number of things about the market. It says that despite the depressed economic conditions, there's an intense level of competition in the local market. It'll be hard for something appearing on the public MLS ever to be a bargain with that level of competition. There's simply too many people searching for too few opportunities. While this renovation was a heavy reno, the scope was actually not that bad. 
It's a project that could be executed by any competent tradesperson. This is the second opportunity in a week involving a full underwriting that we found on the MLS that didn't work. Now, generally speaking, we don't bid on single-family homes. Our projects are overwhelmingly multifamily. But every now and then, we'll look at single-family opportunities when the market conditions seem to point to conditions that are favorable. And this is one of those times when property values have increased more than 20% in some local segments in just under a year. The only meaningful way to redevelop a property in today's environment is to find opportunities that are off-market or build new construction. But new construction homes won't complete for close to a year once the permitting process and the design process is complete. The market conditions could change dramatically in that time, and that adds considerable risk. We could see further reduction in inventory, or perhaps we might see many new properties come on the market. It's really too hard to say. We're prepared to wait things out and stick to our discipline of our numbers. As you think about that, stick to your discipline and stick to your numbers. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.